Chapter Five of Captain Sparkle, Pirate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Captain Sparkle, Pirate by Nicholas Carter. Chapter Five: The Mark of the Rover's Keel. Kane remained like a statue in his chair, staring at the detective. The suggestions thrown out by Nick Carter concerning Count Cadillac paralyzed him, so to speak. He was appalled by it, and he could not bring himself to the belief that there was anything in it more than that strange circumstance which he had described in the beginning as circumstance. And yet, all the while, he was forced to admit to himself that there were suspicious circumstances. Suddenly, without a word of his intention, but being already garbed in his bathing suit he kicked off the sandals he wore leaped to his feet reached the side of the yacht with one bound and dived into the water just as he poised on the rail he shouted to the detective to come on and so he had scarcely disappeared in the water before nick was after him but when nick carter dived he did not come immediately to the surface as did maxwell kane the moment he was underneath the surface he turned toward the bow of the yacht and continuing under the water he passed under the vessel's bow to the port side before coming to the top again for air after a moment he heard kane calling and not wishing to frighten his host he answered come along forward max he called i have a suggestion to make well what is it asked kane when he appeared as nearly as i can determine from the description you have given me the yacht is lying in relatively the same position she occupied when the pirate came aboard of her is she not isn't she headed about the same i should say that she could not be put more exactly in the same spot replied max in that case said nick pointing with his finger the pirate craft should have been lying about yonder. So, while Captain Sparkle was giving you his original impersonation of Hamlet, yes, her bow must have been about yonder, and her stern out there, indicating with gestures the positions he described. And when Sparkle and his men went over the side from the yacht to their own craft, where is the point where they did that? Right here directly over our heads when the pirate craft left you she must have gone in that direction continued the detective pointing toward the sound yes that is about it all right thank you nick had been clinging to the bow spirit stay while he was talking but now without more remarks he released his hold upon it and permitted himself to sink slowly into the depths kane happened to be looking away from him at that moment and he continued through several sentences his description of how the pirate had sailed out of the harbor into the open sound where she had finally disappeared perceiving presently that his description was not received with the enthusiasm he had a right to expect he turned his head and for the first time discovered that the detective was no longer there kane was a strong swimmer but was not over fond of diving and so instead of pursuing the detective 
who he expected had merely gone under the vessel in order to reach the other side he swam away lustily toward the stern and climbed upon the deck again where he seated himself under the shade of the awning but nick carter had not permitted himself to sink beneath the water merely for the purpose of disappearing in order to reappear again at another spot in fact his request for the bathing-suit and for the opportunity to use it had been with a well-defined motive other than the mere pleasure to be derived from a dip in the sea the detective really wished to examine the bottom of the cove the idea did not occur to him because he believed that he would discover any suggestive trace of the pirate down there but he put the thought into words because it was his professional habit never to neglect even the most trivial and apparently unimportant item from his investigations the idea of examining the bottom of the sound for traces of a vessel which had passed over that spot would be absurdly ludicrous but all the same there was one idea which had been suggested to nick by the description kane had given him of the pirate craft and he believed it to be more than possible that there might be an indication of the fact if it were a fact to be found at the bottom not far from the buoy to which the yacht was moored it will be remembered that he asked kane if he thought the pirate craft was a submarine and it must be recorded that notwithstanding the reply he received he thought it more than probable that the silent approach of the vessel had been accomplished in that way nick knew that the bottom of that cove was soft and largely composed of clay especially at points where it attained as great a depth as that where the yacht was moored clay is impressionable it will receive and hold the shape of an article which rests upon it a considerable time and the detective argued that if the shadow as she was called had at any moment rested upon the bottom in that particular point she would have left her mark there that she was a submarine or at least was capable of diving beneath the surface and remaining there for some time he had not a doubt the very fact that she had approached the go-along so silently that her proximity was not suspected was sufficiently satisfactory of that idea to him the water was fortunately unusually clear and nick had no difficulty in examining the bottom almost at his leisure when he came to the surface again and climbed up on the deck to a seat beside his friend he remarked well max it is as i thought your pirate craft is some sort of a submarine is she how do you know that have you seen her well not exactly i didn't know but that was why you stayed under the water so long i thought maybe you had gone after her well you weren't far wrong at that i figured that if she could dive that was pretty nearly the explanation of how she approached you so silently and following up that idea i decided that if she did dive she must have left a mark of some kind on the bottom not far from that buoy and you found one eh yes i found one what was it merely the impression of her keel in the clay at the bottom and i suppose that from that impression which would mean nothing at all to me you have read enough facts about the pirate to fill quite a respectable book eh 
Nick laughed. No, Max, he said. For once you are wrong, and for once I did not find anything more than you would have discovered had you gone there in my place. All I know from what I saw there is that a vessel's keel had rested on the bottom within the last twenty-four hours. I could tell, of course, approximately, her length, and from that could make a good guess at her breadth of beam. But you have already done that for me. Now, old chap, let's get into our clothes. Fifteen minutes later, they were reclothed and seated again in their favorite chairs under the awning. And now, Nick, what next? asked Kane. First, tell me what yacht is that one, heading in here toward the anchorage, replied Nick, pointing over Kane's shoulder. Oh, that. She is Burton's auxiliary, the Harkaway, replied Kane. There will be half a dozen more of them in here before sundown. There is a regular meeting of the club tonight, and I shouldn't wonder if there would be a score or more of yachts in here between now and midnight. If the pirate only knew that, it might prove to be a harvest for him, don't you think? asked Nick. Oh, I don't know about that. There would be too many of them for him, wouldn't there? Not if he is a submarine, and he is one. And say, Max, that thought suggests a question. What is it? Does the Count happen to know about that meeting? What meeting? Oh, you mean the club meeting. Certainly. You just referred to it. My, yes. I suppose he knows about it. He has heard me say that I wish to be at the meeting tonight. So he also knows that there will be a lot of craft at this anchorage tonight, and that the owners and guests from them, almost to an individual, will be ashore at the clubhouse, doesn't he? I have never regarded him as a fool, Nick, and he would have to be pretty near one if he didn't know that. And I suppose, Max, that you are looking forward to creating a sensation when you tell the bunch about how you were boarded by a pirate and robbed like a gentleman. Eh? My, yes. It is too bad to take that privilege from you, old man, but I really wish you would say nothing whatever about it and that you would caution your wife and guests to observe the same silence. I will only hold you to that for tonight. Tomorrow you can tell the whole world about it if you like. But why so mighty secret about it tonight, Nick? Because, Max, I expect that the pirate will make another call on the fleet tonight. It would be a splendid time for him to come and if he happens to have any idea of putting in an appearance i would rather not have the whole bunch of owners and their friends rush to their vessels from the clubhouse after hearing your story just in time to spoil the pirate's plans i would rather he'd have the coast clear for tonight if he does intend to come and if you yapped about the business the scene might be spoiled End of chapter five